Technorama episode 718. I am a nerd among nerds. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome to Technorama. This is the show that takes a lighthearted look at tech, science, sci-fi, and all things geek. If you are joining us for the first time, welcome. If you are returning, welcome back. My name is Chuck Tomasi from Hotter Than Hades, Phoenix, Arizona. And joining me with me, joining me as always, try to get that out right, is yeah. Craig Stepp. How are you, Craig? I'm doing well, and I'm from hotter or almost as hot South Carolina. <laughs> With the humidity, and I don't yeah. don't send it over here. Yeah, that humidity it really. When there's heat and humidity, I can't imagine. It really feels your... like a wet. It feels like a warm, wet blanket when you go outside. No thanks. Just, yeah, I just feel like uh, it's weighing on you. I like jumping out of the pool and you hang up your towel, and ten minutes later, it's dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I bet so. Yeah, you go to other environments. We go to Hawaii. And it's like, why is it still damp? Like. I know. Three days. Well, at our mountain house, there. sometimes uh, it gets so humid, it stays humid up there. So it's like, uh, you know, washing dishes, put the washcloth up, and you come back later and it's like still wet. I'm like, still how can this thing still, or in the morning, it's like, wow, this thing's still moist. Yeah. Ugh, Breeding bacteria terrible. in the in the washcloth. I know. Yeah. We, that's why we kind of run through them a good bit, but. All right, we've got some feedback, so let's play the feedback music. Letters, oh, we get letters. We get your letters every day. Mailman, mailman, mail today. Reach right in and pull one out. Those letters, I love those letters. You know, I thought we would have got some Westminster chimes by this point, but no, it's still the good old ding dong. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's well, we don't have the budget for the, the chimes. Grandfather clock kind of thing. Anyway, uh, we were talking about WD-40 on the last episode, and Mad Marv writes in. He says, there is a version of WD-40 that is safe for use on electronics. It's called WD-40 Specialist Contact Cleaner. 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 Okay. I bought some because the button slash triggers on my Oculus Quest controllers got sticky. Well, don't be you leave the leave the jellies and jams alone when you, you know, don't be you doing <laughs> breakfast and Oculus at the same time. What do you uh, think he's just blindly reaching f- into a jar uh, eating and then he goes back to the controller cuz he's got the just a smackerel of honey. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that they made a contact cleaner. I That's cool. I've obviously had contact cleaners for things in the past. I got it. Usually got it at Radio Shack. I tried you know? putting that in my eyes to clean my contacts. It didn't feel good. No, you take the contacts out first. Oh, okay. He said <laughs> yeah, I, had, I forget what kind of huh? He said he had to try two or three different hardware stores to find the, this magical spray. Yeah, I Amazon. Well, can you not get it off Amazon? Well, maybe, um, maybe you need it immediately. Yeah, I, I used to use some cleaner, whatever the one that Radio Shack would um carry because uh i didn't have a mixer per se but the things i had knobs and stuff on it would always get a little bit of static in there uh so i'd have to spray it and kind of work it in really good and it clear it cleared up but probably probably i just pushed it all to the side of the, <laughs> the pot you know you now have this like curb of crud <laughs> yeah when i retire the device is like an inch where the uh dust and crap kind of like that k-pro keyboard we took apart <laughs> yeah <laughs> the nest inside it oh yeah yep boy that gives a whole new meaning to the nest electronics line anyway <laughs> we've also got our question of the week from last week where we asked you what is something people really don't think much about during the zombie apocalypse and uh <laughs> steve london said global warming or did i disconnect the iron before i left home yeah <laughs> i was gonna say the stove did oh, I leave the stove one. on? How about you? All right, so Mark, huh? What else you got? All right, so Mark Kilfoyle says bathing. Imagine being in that vulnerable when at any minute you might need to move quickly. So people are going to get stink. Or I'm sorry, going to get stink. He said going to stink. Imagine a great trade in uh, salvaged and kit 
bash deodorant. <laughs> uh, step four, profit. There you go. I smell an opportunity. Oh, yeah. Oh, gosh. Here we go. All right. Lone Guy's Night says, Lone Guy's Night says, they're auto warranty expiring. Yeah, uh, they probably don't think about much of that in the zombie apocalypse or any other time. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Mike Robinson says, how or whoever is doing or whatever is socially vapid popular reality game show whatever <laughs> reality what? a reality show <laughs> survivor Gee, I, sur- hey, I, are I, they going to tell us we can leave the island now it's, or it's real life survivor in the zombie apocalypse he wrote a lot of stuff in here he also wrote happy yeah. thoughts about the strange people toting the end is near that those signs were finally right <laughs> they changed the end to an h <laughs> the end is now <laughs> Near, <laughs> but it says in the H. The sheriff N-E- is a near in the AR. Ah, um, let's see. I had a few too. Let's see. Wait, we didn't finish. It's like a Brad Miller oh. and another Mike Robinson. Oh, excuse me, uh, Brad Miller drinking unclean water. Uh, no more water treatment and dying of dysentery. <laughs> organs trail stuff. Actually, you know what I do? I I'd immediately go and get one of those. Uh, what do they call it the the oh the little sani- sanitary straws. straws things yeah yeah where you stick them in the water uh, those will last a while then you could so. stick it in someone's head and just drink their brains <laughs> no it'd be clean no <laughs> no reminds me of something off Star Trek yeah <laughs> how much protection that's in quotes protection is needed <laughs> when getting frisky with a zombie thanks what? Mike he went there yeah yeah. Farming large amounts of food crops. Farm tractors are loud and slow unless you had a really good tires and you had it armored up like the killdozer, you wouldn't last long. Well, you yeah. know, the good thing the zombies don't go very fast because actually tractors do go pretty quick. I've seen some of them going down the highway about 45. If you see them coming the, in the horizon near your crops, you just go ahead and ride on out, ride over them and get back to work in the, crop, in the field. <laughs> what did you have? Uh, you said you All had right. a couple. Yeah, let me pull this up. So say, um, oh, my friend Fred Smith says personal hygiene. Yep. Um, our buddy Gary Lindra says fresh fruit. Got to get your vitamin C. Yeah. Uh, Brian Brown says just giving up and joining the inevitable horde. Wait, this is things they don't normally think about. You know, I know that's what apocalypse. I'm. I, I would be thinking about that constantly. It's like, oh, I'm just going to give up and join the inevitable horde. Yeah. Be done with this. Uh, my old friend Craig Watson says, putting the toilet seat down. I would say it doesn't take a zombie apocalypse for many people not to think of that. <laughs> right. Uh, Dean Jensen says, where did I put my glasses? And let, well, yeah, you might need to be thinking about that if you need glasses. Honey, where are my pants? Uh, Dean Jensen also said, did I feed the cat? Yeah. Fed it to the zombies. Yes. Right. Um, I, I put one out there. I didn't get any responses, but mine was how about enabling two factor authentication? (laughs) I'm sure that'd be on the forefront of a lot of people's minds. Zombie apocalypse, man. You want to make sure your accounts are secure. No, No, the problem would be during the, uh, the apocalypse would be like, we don't have any electricity anymore. How can I get to my. Two-factor authentication. Right. Just text it. No. I have it on a... No. I oh, got wait. Some, That's when I the key fob... codes here somewhere. That's where the key fob comes in. Yeah. Key fob. Just got to replace that CR2032 or the LR44 battery, and you're good to go for a while. 25. 20, yeah, 2025. All right. We also had uh, Abner saying, subscription renewal. This is why everyone is watching small fires in empty old CRT sets. <laughs> Wow. Right. Uh, Mad Marv said people never really consider how zombification invalidates life insurance claims. Not just the claims. How about the whole life insurance policy? Wait, there was an episode on The Walking Dead where they were discussing their insurance. I'm just kidding. I don't know. (laughs) You can save 25% or more by switching to Geico. That's right. <laughs> Another news, but we got zombies and a, a talking gecko. If you if you bundle if you bundle your insurance together, you'll save. Just, oh. oh boy. 
We've gone off the deep end. All right, that wraps up our feedback. We'll have another question for the week, question of the week for you at the end of the show. Something to ponder. That's a promise, not a threat. On this day in history for July 19, 2023, this is the 200th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar, and there are 165 days remaining in 2023. It was on this date in 1843 that Brunel's steamship, the SS Great Britain, was launched, becoming the first ocean-going craft with an iron hull and screw propeller, becoming the largest vessel afloat in the world. Hmm. Also today in 1934, the rigid airship USS Macon uh, surprised the USS Houston near Clipperton Island with a mail delivery for President Franklin D. Roosevelt, demonstrating its potential for tracking ships at sea. It's buzzing around. Here's your mail, President! Drops yeah, real a, funny. <laughs> drops a package from it. It's airmail! Yeah. <laughs> I love that joke! It was on this date in 1952 that saw the opening of the Summer Olympics in Helsinki, Finland. And also today in 1963, Joe Walker flew a North American X-15 to a record altitude of 106 and 10 meters. That's 347,800 feet on X-15 Flight 90. Uh, exceeding an altitude of 100 kilometers, uh, this flight qualifies as human spaceflight under the International Convention. Take that, William Shatner. <laughs> on, July, got his wings. on July 19th, 1977, the world's first global positioning system, or GPS as the kids call it, uh, the yeah. signal was transmitted from Navigation Technology Satellite 2, a.k.a. NTS-2, and received at Rockwell Collins in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, at 12.41 a.m. Eastern Time. Hmm. Only it said they were in Des Moines, Iowa, because they only had one. You need, like, two or three to get good yeah, you position. Need, you need multiple, yeah. So July 19th, 1983, the first three-dimensional reconstruction of a human head in a CT was published. That would be a CAT, CAT scan. scan, yeah. Yeah. What is it, chromatic tomography or t- t- something? I can't remember what the CT stands for, other than my initials, oh. of course. Happy birthday goes out of the state to American businessmen. Founded the Colts Manufacturing Company, Samuel Winchester. No, Samuel Colt. He was born on the state in 1814. Woolworth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> American astronomer and physicist Edward Charles Pickering was born 177 years ago today. English astronomer Fiametta Wilson was born on the state in 1864. And Charles Horace Mayo. American surgeon, co-founded, uh, co-founder of the Mayo Clinic, was born on that same date in 1865. Not as popular as the Mustard Clinic or the Ketchup Clinic. Hmm. American physicist and inventor of the microwave oven, Percy Microwave Oven. No, Percy Spencer was born 129 years ago today. Also turning 94 today is Australian, Aust- uh, excuse me, Austrian engineer and businessman, co-founded Glock. Guess MBH uh, Gaston Glock. No one shoots like Gaston. No one. Anyway. <laughs> English astrophysicist and astronomer. Let's see. Indian. Giant Narlikar is 85 today. <laughs> Narlikar. English singer, songwriter, guitarist, producer, astrophysicist, and screenwriter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Brian May was born on this same day, on this date in 1947. Mark Crispin, American computer scientist, designed the iMap, which is not like Apple Maps or Google Maps. It's a different map. He was born today in 1956. I used iMap a good bit there for a while. Also turning 41 today is American actor Jared uh, Padalecki. Padalecki. He was Sam on Supernatural. Right. Yes. 41. Still plays the part. Listener birthdays this week. We have two, and they're on the same day. John Miller Jr. Whoop, whoop. He's probably out there watching right now if I check the chat. Yes. He is? I don't know. Is he? Maybe. Uh, I got to bring up. I don't see him. Clinton, Rajneesh, and Clinton. Hmm. Two guys named Clinton. And it's also Dave Perillo's birthday. This is Joe Fiore's 
former co-host. So thank you very yeah, much. Was, if it's your birthday, you there, Chuck. Yeah, hey, exactly, exactly. Eric. <laughs> you heard that. <laughs> if it's your birthday this week, we wish you all the best, even if you're not on the calendar. If you want to be on our calendar, Craig's going to put that thing on the screen. You go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday, and here comes the end. Nope. we got another go around. Okay, you can huh. go over to chuckchat.com slash birthday. We'll give you a shout-out the appropriate time of year. We wish you all yes. the best. Now is it done? Is it done? I think we got oh, one no. more go around. I'm going to fade them out after this. Yeah, just wait, send them out. Wait for it. Just wait for it. Out. We got to hit that high note. He gets it every time. No. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Harsh. Keep on playing. Is that the three-hour loop that no, you played accidentally? That was like six seventeen or six twenty or something. I forget what it was. <sighs> okay. You know the role. If you've been listening before, after the history comes. Good news, crybabies. That's right. Good news, crybabies. We have groundbreaking news, everyone. It turns out that uh, those of you that are slightly, like me, slightly familiar with quantum mechanics and know about the two-slit experiment where you pass a light through the two slits and it appears to go both ways mm, and makes those neat light patterns. Well, it's not only proved that uh, scientists... Professor Ricardo Sapienza and Sir John Pendry of the Department of Physics at Imperial College London, they have made a remarkable break for breakthrough because they successfully replicated the experiment and says that uh, it's not just proving that it's an- it's going two ways in space, but also in time. Yeah. Now, this is a rather poorly formatted article, if I do say so myself, but it's got some cool pictures on here that I want to show you. I thought I had my screen presented, but we must have gotten a little distracted earlier. I want to present, not slides, screen, riveting stuff here. So, there we go. These guys are, uh, I I love these experiments because they clearly look like they're in the basement of something. And they- They're they're not concerned about industrial design of anything. When you look at some of these pictures, it looks like things are just Teddy. Bolted take on. the trash out. Yeah, mom. <laughs> I, I'm in the middle of an experiment, mom. <laughs> so you need to make these cool light patterns and uh, lots of charts, lots of charts yeah. of of wavy things, and <laughs> you know, this uh, this feels like I'm doing PowerPoint karaoke at this point. Yeah, because I'm looking at things I have no idea. This is my favorite. Guy's got his goggles on. Yep. Things are like electrical taped to the framework. Of course. And then other things are bolted down to this grid pattern that looks like steel pegboard. And he, he just reach in there and look like you're adjusting something, but don't touch the hot later. Yeah, yeah. It'll burn your hand. Don't actually touch it, but just still act like you're going to touch it. So I'm sure there's lots of science and math that goes into here. And they did say that the discovery of this could lead to further discoveries in telecommunications, computing, uh, medicine. Lots of lots of interesting stuff going on here. This is this feels like when the when, you know the first crude transistor was made, or uh, you know some of this other stuff that was that that led to bigger and better things in the future. This could be one of them. Yeah. That that's you know, your commentary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, no, actually, it had me thinking about another story, which I don't think I put in the in the notes or anything. But uh, there were there was a new standard for Wi-Fi, but it has to do with uh, infrared light, I think. So, like, like you could do data transmission through with light, but it would have to be line of sight. So, I'm not sure how how that. Yeah, I'm not sure the whole details on it, but it's a it's a standard now and. Yeah, so you'd be in the middle having, of watching a movie and somebody sits down in front of the router. <laughs> yeah, somebody sends a tweet and your tur- TV turns off. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought that was interesting. I, I, I'm curious how that would work. I understand what you're saying about line of sight, but I'm like, I don't know. It just seems a little weird. I had to hold up my phone to a lamp, you know, to get <laughs> Wi-Fi. I don't know. Could happen. That's supposed to work. Yeah. We have another article here that says the universe could be older than we think. It, I know I certainly feel older than I think. Get yeah. up some mornings and I go, oh, I feel twice as old as I was uh, yesterday. I feel twice as old yeah, as the my universe. universe is, 
my universe is getting older. <laughs> so for a very long time, at least the mm-hmm. last, what, 20, 30 years, uh, scientists have estimated the age of the universe to be about 13.7, 13.8 billion years using yep. the Lambda CDM concordance model. Don't ask. I won't have to explain it to you then. Right. And uh, with some additional information, they think it could be as old as 26.7 billion years. This is uh, according to Rajendra Gupta, who's an adjunct professor of physics at the Faculty of Science at the University of Ottawa. And it gets into some really deep stuff. They quoted Paul Dirac, which if you know your quantum mechanics, he's kind of like one of the fathers of quantum physics and science and theoretical physicist. Interesting stuff if you get into that. Um, forgot what special or... I know I know that name from a book or um, a documentary. I'm, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, it, when I was reading this, I went, oh, I know that name. I know that name. So yeah. uh, I, I they have this thing in here called the tired light theory. <laughs> it's, tired. Uh, it's a 25-watt bulb. <laughs> I got to shine my little light on you. Uh, Uh, This mine. I can't keep up with this 186,000 miles per second anymore. Well, I I don't think you mentioned it, but uh, they they said that's actually about double. Yeah. Almost double. 26.7 is what I said. Yeah. So that's pretty amazing um, to be that far off. I like this. (laughs) I like this article mainly because it challenges the status quo. Science is never really done. Right. Yeah, we right. always have to think in terms of this is the current theory, but it's not fact. It's not a law. It, it, it you know, there's really no way to prove it, and there's all these other variables that come into play that could really throw things off. I would have thought you know, a little bit, but doubling it—that's nuts. Yeah. So, right, got to keep yeah. an open mind. Gotta keep an open mind. And that's that's what drives me nuts when I read some of these science stories. Like, oh no, 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 we've already proven this years ago. I'm like, no, no, you you know. And that's when things can come back to bite you. So that's yeah, why I like absolutely. science. Question yeah. it. Always keep questioning your science. <laughs> I'm not I'm not telling kids, you know, when they get the wrong answer on the test to go, I'm challenging this. <laughs> yeah. Go to the teacher. Look, this is not right. This is right. No. Yeah. <laughs> I I read a paper on this that said this. Yeah. The question is, what is the age of the universe? (laughs) (laughs) 13. No. 26. TBD. Does anybody really know what time it is? Oh, there's a Chicago song. (laughs) Hey, by the way, a CT scan uh, is called a computed tomography. Computed tomography. Not chromatic. Okay. That was close. Yeah. I thought CT stood for Chuck Tomasi, but that shows you how much I know. No, that'd be stupid. There's, <laughs> I I have a new quote from Socrates <laughs> this weekend. I was out listening to my, an audio book this weekend, and it said, Socrates is quoted as saying, there is one thing I know, and that it is I know nothing. Right. Yes. Yeah, that's a good quote. And, and in that, I learned from everyone. So I like that one. Okay, another news good. story. We are... Approaching solar maximum. So the sun goes through this cycle about every 11 years of solar minimum, solar maximum. Solar maximum is when you have more magnetic activity, you have more sunspots, we have more northern lights, we have more risk to knocking out satellite communications, etc. Because it's just a hot spewing mess. And uh, solar minimum is relatively quiet. Well, we are approaching that and scientists say that we could reach solar maximum we could peak sooner than expected Don't well, it wor- happens to all guys once in a while thanks that was my line <laughs> <laughs> no you, you're supposed to say it happens to everyone son <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> okay so this article from cnn goes into talking about that and doesn't really i, I read through this and it didn't say what may be causing this pre uh peak if you will so well actually they said it was pretty normal that's when well it is normal i mean people go oh my gosh the sun is exploding what it's like have you not been around if you're older than 11 years old you should know about this and i think most of the people reading this are older than 11 years old 
The new predictions for Solar Maximum were led by Scott McIntosh, Deputy Director of the National Center for Atmospheric Research, and Robert Lehman, an Associate Research Scientist at the Goddard Planet Heliophysics Institute, along with their collaborators. The Institute is a partnership with the University of Maryland, Baltimore County, and University of Maryland, Maryland College Park and American University with NASA. Rather than tracking sunspots, the researchers focused on what they call the Terminator. That's the point where the activity from one solar cycle disappears uh, on the sun's surface, followed by a sharp increase in solar activity in the new cycle. See, sunspots are regarded as a keystone of solar cycle prediction. But Lehman said he and his colleagues believe that tracking the magnetic activity that leads to the sunspots could yield more accurate predictions. reason they want to find this out is so you could make better predictions of possible solar flares, prominences, coronal mass ejections, that sort of thing. So you can protect your astronauts and say, hey, no spacewalks on Tuesday. We're expecting a big one. Uh, or you know, protect the electrical grid. Big yeah. solar flares could really do some nasty, nasty stuff. I think we were talking oh, about they had the, a whole list of stuff in here that it, it yeah. can, um, we we're talking about the Carrington event a, a show or two ago. Right. That's actually what prompted me to put this in here. Cause I, we were just talking about the sun last week. Yes. Well, I talk I about the sun week. every day. Boy, it sure is hot out there. How hot no, no. is it? Okay. Can somebody turn that thing down? <laughs> Yeah. All right. We need some of those hyper-polarized glasses like they had in the book that I read that I'll talk to you about later. All right. We also have beautiful picture fresh from the internet. The James Webb Space Telescope, or JWST as they call it in the industry, is... Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I lost my screen share again. There it goes. Is yeah, well, now sending us back some stuff. I thought this looked like a dragon uh, in space, but... Well, I, I, the reason this article is in here, because... Just last week, it passed the one-year mark uh, yes. in, in operation. So so they took a picture of our nearest stellar nursery, which is a mere 390 light years away, you know, practically just across the street, called mm-hmm. Ophiuchus. No, not Ophiuchus. It's, what is it called? I got it. I got Ophiuchi? it. Ophiuchi? Oh, yes. Ro Ophiuchi. It's, it's, yeah. it's near, oh, Ophiuchi. It's near the constellation of Ophiuchus, which if you look, is really close to the ecliptic and could have been the 13th zodiac sign. But beautiful picture. This is, of course... Isn't uh, it? Yeah. The J- JWST is taking pictures in the infrared. So this is not, you know, you look up in the sky and you see this. This has to be you know, tailored. Processed, yeah. It's, uh, I think they said there's like 50 stars, recent births of stars in here. Uh, very similar to the way that our solar system was born. Many, many years ago. That's pretty cool. That it's a beautiful yeah. picture. That that it looks like one of those digital blasphemy ones that you put on your but you know, your screenshot background, your wallpaper. Yeah. Actually you could use that. Now down below there's a video where they actually uh zoom in on it. Give you a tu- they give you a tour of the uh of the um the cloud oh, right, complex that right. come out. There's another video where they zoom in on it. Here, let me show you that. Let's go full screen on this. You go, watch. Ooh, where is it? It's, it's, <laughs> wait, we're getting there. We're getting there. No, turn left to second start. Look how the, deep that is. Second Look start to the left that. and straight on till morning. That's right. Look how deep, how far you have to go to. I know. And the stuff that is like big in the foreground, there it is. Right? That's what they showed. Now I like rewinding this going, okay, where did that come from? And you can see this cloud that's on the right isn't even visible when you're back here. I know. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So you got this big orange star that's in this constellation and then you, you hang Scorpius. around. Scorpius. Yeah. It's, no, that wasn't Scorpio. I said, it, look, go it, back. It, it looked yeah. kind of, it, it says it right, moves Steve Jobs out of the way. Oh, that Scorpius. is Scorpius. All wow. Right. Okay. So that is an apology, Chuck. There's his tail. Okay. So that's Arcturus. Where's the where's the, the the three that are out front? Nah, I'm not buying it. Oh, there they are. I've never seen it drawn this way. This is oh, a, like the, yeah. the one, two, three. I can always spot this because it almost looks like a fork, like a three-tined <laughs> fork. In, in sure, I, I hate <laughs> the way that some of the constellations are drawn with lines. They're so 
You know, you can see you know, the you can see the hook of the tail on Scorpio, and then yes, you're right. Sorry, Craig, you are right. But you can see the hook of the tail. But it's like, how, how do you make the front end with just the this like badly drawn T shape? Well, actually, you know what's funny is some of the well, I think it's funny is some of the constellations you look at them, and you were thinking, what were they smoking when they thought, oh, that looks like you know a, a crab. You know, it's like, some of them I get. <laughs> some some of them i do too but it's like some i'm like yeah i think you were stretching a little bit oh yeah definitely like taurus the tuning fork not taurus the bull just crazy stuff let me remove that from the screen we'll come back to that in a little bit so lots of neat stuff we invite you to go take a look at the show notes over at episode 718 for chuckchat.com slash technorama we'll have those for you what was next? Let's see. Oh, we're in. well, let's give a shout out to the chat room because we've got a couple of people out there watching tonight. We got Rajneesh and Clinton. And if anybody else wants to join us, you can show up around 830 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday nights. Most Sunday nights, there are a couple like next weekend, the 23rd won't be around because I've got something personal to take care of. But yep. most nights will be around. And we'd love to have you in the chat room throwing your clever comments. Like when we were talking about uh, the sun peaking too early and Clinton said, can we have the sun <laughs> just think about baseball? <laughs> you know what? I had that. I was like, oh, I know what line I'm going to use on this one. But you didn't say the title to the article. I was like, oh, man, I hope he says it again <laughs> during the article. <laughs> I was just sitting out there too easy. You picked the article just so you could use that line, didn't you? Yeah. Uh-huh. I peaked too easy. Yep. All right. You can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Just look for Technorama Podcast. Easy, easy, easy. All right. Let's yep. get into a quick Remember When story. This one's kind of fun. It is fun. So I found it fascinating. Yeah. So Adam Savage has a YouTube channel called Adam Savage's Tested on YouTube. 6.3 yep. million subscribers. And... Yep. This one came out, what, a few days ago? Four days ago, as we record this. Let me put this back on the screen. And I forgot who he was talking to, but a lot of the printed props, like money, passports, all that stuff, is from one shop in Hollywood. And they've been at this for... the Earl Earl Hayes Press. That's the name of it. They've been at it for like 100 years. Yeah, but, but they don't really organize things well. They move from project to project to project. It's like, oh, we're done with this. Go put it on the shelf. They must have a yeah. lot of shelves somewhere because uh, this other gentleman well, they got, that they got flats, you know, uh, flat files and yep. uh, shelves and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. But this guy's been going through this and discovering random stuff in random places going, oh, my gosh, and starting to truly archive this. And hopefully they'll make a museum out of it. That's my hope is that you can actually go and see this stuff. Yeah. He found awesome. like the, 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 a lot of stuff from Casablanca, like mm-hmm. the whiskey label that they had made. Uh, yeah. And this is the genuine article because they had to make multiples of these, obviously. He found the bearer bonds from Die Hard that were not <laughs> printed. And Adam is geeking out of this because he did a lot of this print work in the 80s. So he knows how sophisticated it is, how hard it was to do this stuff. And then mm-hmm. now, He's trying to replicate a lot of these things. So he goes to a Blu-ray and he hits freeze frame, but you can't always see everything. So he's looking at the back of the bear bond going, oh my gosh, we've never seen the back. It's kind of like the Indiana Jones (laughs) thing where it's only burned into one side of your hand. That's right. (laughs) So he is just, he's he's having a grand old time. This is a 20 minute video and there is a ton of stuff in here. One of them I liked, um, well, and they also did things like uh, license plates. I did the out of time. Yep. The uh, Ecto one and what was the other one? Ecto one, yeah, Ecto one, yes. And uh, one thing that I thought was funny was the the Perrier, yeah, from uh, Spaceballs, and he was geeking out on uh, how it was printed. It was printed with uh, you know wet ink, yep. But the label looks very uh, detailed. That was what he was getting at. So yeah, this place is a treasure trove of. Um, you know, our uh, movie history. He truly had an appreciation for this. And you're right. It had a treasure trove of movie history. They not only had the newspaper from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was folded on the table. And they said, now you can see what's under, the, what's below the fold. 
Yeah. <laughs> you can see the other side. They not only had that, but they had the printing plate for it. Yes. For the front page anyway. It's like, oh, there's yeah. a picture of a dude there. And, mm-hmm. and and inside the newspaper, there were pages and pages of Lorem Ipsum stuff. Or Ipsum Lorem? Which way does that go? I can't remember. I was getting it mixed I mean, up. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, either way. You know, the phony Latin stuff. But it and and this was just scratching the surface is what it sounds like. This guy's continuing to discover yeah. things all the time. Yeah, there was he actually had several printing plates, not just for the newspaper, but yep. what was the other thing? Uh I forget what the other thing was, but it, he had another print plate. And I was like, wow, I can't believe you even have that. Oh, the um um here you go. Not, of not course, Robocop. of course Clinton's gonna correct us. Laura Mipsum. Yeah. I think I went to school with a guy named Laura Mipsum. Yeah, that's right. The, um, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the future cop show? Not RoboCop, which they had some of that. They had some OCP stuff. Oh man, I'm drawing a future cop show. (sighs) Yeah. Describe it. Never mind. We'll move on. Where (laughs) where he said he had the badges. Oh, uh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. That's what it was. That's not a future cop. I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, Wesley Snipes. I was thinking. I'm surprised I pulled that one out of my yeah, head. Thanks. When you okay. said future cop show. Yep. <laughs> I threw him a loop and he still caught it. Ugh. Good job. Good yeah. job. Yeah. Well, you watched the video too. You saw the same props. Yeah. Actually, uh, some of the, I actually scrubbed back and watched it again. Most of it just because I was fascinated. Yeah. All the stuff like the, uh, they did the, the passports. Was it the passports for class? And some uh, Star Trek There's stuff some Star in Trek. here. Yep. Yeah. The Star Trek decals in there. Yeah. There's, Isn't that awesome? Yeah. There's a newspaper. Uh, just amazing. Oh, they had the well, schematics for the flux capacitor rolled oh. up in a tube. Yeah, he said so, uh, somehow it was stuck in a uh, behind some air conditioning vent yeah. in a tube. Yeah. And they so had- Adam did say that they were going to have other videos from this place, and I hope so, because uh, I, I'd love to see some more. Heck yeah. They had a list of pre-approved phony newspaper names in multiple countries, so they wouldn't get... St- sued you know you can't just go oh, oh yeah. you know, i was reading in the new york times you can't say that this is long before the days of product placement obviously yeah you know, so they'd have like the daily planet <laughs> yeah <laughs> they right. had to have fake- oh there was a copy of or at least the cover of the um gray's almanac yes from, you know, back to the future back to the future and yeah. you got to remember they they needed multiples of these because mm-hmm. you know in if you were running the movie and somebody ripped it, like, ah, stop production. We got to go print another one. It's like, well, (laughs) if they print 10 or 20 or 40 of them, no problem. Right. We'll just slip another jacket on the, on the book. So that was a fun video. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Okay. Quick shout out to our patrons because they're the ones who make this show go. They keep us financially solvent. Thank you to these people who, Went to patreon.com slash technorama podcast and for as little as a dollar a show, they keep us running. They think this show is funny or informative or something. Well, at least we think they think it's funny. There's a reason they do this, and we're not sure why, <laughs> but if you're if you're, you know, in the Q area of LGBTQ and you're questioning something, question this. <laughs> and maybe you'll right. decide to give us something. Uh, like Alexis Duran. Amber Elstad, Amy Bowen, thank you, Abner Braverman, Ben Vaughn, Brian Brown, Chris Martinez, Chris MC, Dan D. Mancoyer, thank you, Dean Jensen, Denise Inglis, Gary Lindros, whom we'll see at Dragon Con, John Clifford, John Noble, Yorga Schrawen, Crazy Joe Adventures. Will we be seeing him at Dragon Con? I think so. Nope. No, nope. Oh, he's not coming this year? Nope. We're going to be like three people short now. Darn. Okay. In our regular group. <laughs> I'm always short. Hey. Clinton, cheaper pizza Friday this year. We can get a smaller table. <laughs> right. Kyle Nishioka, right. Leon, Mark Kilfoyle, Brad Miller, Mike Wills, Saturday Morning Media, Stephen Weshy, Steve Cody, Steve Therian, Steve Webb, Steve London, and Tim Cook. Thank you very much to everybody who's going over to patreon.com slash technorama podcast. They not only get their name shouted out on the show in great appreciation... I also get another episode of Craig and I just kind of sitting back and talking about what we did during the week, things that caught our attention, things that are on our nerves, whatever, what made us laugh. And we take it from there for about anywhere from 10 to sometimes 30 minutes. It's 
good one to listen to on double speed. <laughs> right. right. Thank you. Thank you again to everybody for your support of this show. And with that, we get into one of my favorite sections of the show. See how we're doing on the play clock. Oh, we're doing just fine. Yeah. We do. Where is it? Where is it? Pass me the remote. Well, I just got done with a series called Missing Dead or Alive. I think this is a seasonal thing, whatever the latest season is. And so it just came out, right? It's on Netflix. It's a four-part show uh, following this uh, lady cop who's part of uh, Missing Persons. And they follow her through the cases of, hey, this girl is missing and, and you know, the leads they're following. This is real stuff. This is true crime and doesn't always resolve the way you want. Sometimes there are happy endings. Sometimes there's not happy endings and starts to get into her personal life. Like, Hey, this is starting to affect her. Is she going to go to a different department, go back to her old department? Um, so it was, it was, I liked it. I liked it. It was, it was true to life and, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not all cases are wrapped up in 60 minutes as, as you'll find out. Uh, Right. Some go on for a while. Um, but I like it. Missing Dead or Alive on Netflix. You got one? All right. Yes, actually, I do. We just watched it this afternoon. It was Renfield. It's on Peacock. It's the vampire-ish Dracula movie that has uh, Nicolas Cage. Wasn't Renfield playing. Dracula's assistant? Yes. So that's where I was getting at. So Nicholas Holt was playing uh, Renfield, and he was... He was getting to the point where he was he was realizing he was codependent and on Dracula and he was in a toxic relationship. He was in therapy. Uh so there's some funny stuff to it. It's it's kind of a not a dark comedy, but it's just there's a lot of killing and stuff, obviously, okay. around uh Dracula, but uh I thought it was okay. It was it was entertaining enough. You some people might like may like it more uh than I did, but I will say there was one bright side. Nicholas Cage was able to play uh, a hammed up Dracula very, very well. He was perfect. Really? So okay, yeah, he was he was really good at that because you know it's a little comedy flair to the whole thing, to the whole movie. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it was it was all right. I I mean I enjoyed it enough. Uh, somebody might like it a little bit more than that, more than me, but yeah, it was good. All right. Speaking of lots of killing, Donna and I finally finished the Last Kingdom. And it's Capstone, which is Seven Kings Must Die. It's mm-hmm. like a movie at the end of this series. I think it was six seasons total. We've been watching them all for the last few months. It was kind of a, a you know, couple show, although very violent. It's mm-hmm. it's based on true history of how England became England. Because it started out as all these kingdoms. The kingdom of Wessex and Northumbria. And and when the, the Danes came a-calling... Yep. A lot of, we refer to them as the Vikings. Or, um, the Great Danes. Yeah, the Great Danes. Uh, <laughs> it was, it, it was an interesting story and it's, it's mainly centered around this character, Uhtred, who's a warrior. Well, he was born, uh, he was born a, a, a Saxon. Yeah, he was born a Saxon and uh, put into slavery and grew up a Dane. So he's got this cross-cultural and never, nobody's really ever sure where his loyalties lie. And, uh, but it, you really start to feel for the guy and because he goes through a lot of these, uh, relationships where he loves somebody and they get killed and they love somebody and they have kids and then she gets killed. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of a sad, tragic story in the end. Uh, right. and they're not yeah. afraid to kill off any of the major characters, which is kind of fun, except who right. But, uh, Last Kingdom, it's a bit of an investment. I liked it. It had a nice arc through the whole six seasons, as well as individual seasonal arcs of, oh, here comes a new bad guy. And uh, it's it's based on a true story because at the end, the king that they end up with is the one who finally, you know, united all the kingdoms and ruled for 15 years. And is uh, they he was, he was originally from a place called Bebenburg which is now in Scotland. But at the time, okay. it was in Northumbria. 
That's a real mm-hmm. place. And at the end, they show the actual Bevenberg Castle with cars in the parking lot and people warm, roaming around. It's like, <laughs> whoa, now I kind of want to go breaking the illusion. <laughs> yeah. What manner of metal carriage is this in my note? Yeah. $5, please. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Five pounds, sir. Um, sir, move. I got to park. <laughs> the camera's in the way. What is this camera? <laughs> okay. Um, I also have been, you know, I've been looking at old movies once in a while, going back into the archives. This week's was Airport 1975. I think I reported that I watched Airport, oh, the original. Classic movie. Yeah. Classic movie. It's almost 50 years old. This is the one with Charlton Heston. Uh, yeah. Uh, Norman Fell is in this. Cesar, Cesar Romero? There, there are a whole bunch. Um, the, the girl from The Exorcist is in there. Uh, this is the one that has the most input. George Kennedy? Yeah, George Kennedy. He was in the first one, too. So it was it was a nice carryover from that because he, he went from being like chief mechanic. You said uh, Sid Caesar is in there. Yeah. No, I, I, was, uh, I said Caesar Romero. You're right. Sid Caesar. He was yeah. kind of obnoxious. This was not his best picture. Uh, Eric Estrada. So there were some people that were like, this is sort of a launch pad for these. Uh, the guy who played... Uh, from Mork and Mindy, who played Mindy's dad, like Mr. Yeah, McConnell. Conrad uh, Janus. He was in there. Yeah, so it was it was kind of fun from that perspective going, oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, George Costanza's dad is in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jerry, what's it? Jerry, not Jerry Springer. Jerry. Are you having a bad name day? Yes, I am. I'm having a senior <laughs> moment here. I should have probably yeah. brought up the link on IMDb, which is where the show notes link you to. <laughs> I was going to say, you got the link right there. I know. I did it on purpose, but now I'm in the groove, sort of. Yeah. But uh, right. a lot of fun from that. The I don't remember the storyline. I do remember watching this years ago, but it, it, I don't remember where it ended. Obviously, they landed. But the thing that I had a problem with is, this is like watching Enter the Dragon after you've watched Kentucky Fried Movie. You can't help <laughs> but laugh at some of the tragic moments because yeah. Airplane ruined this movie. This oh is, yeah this is the inspiration for airplane in so many ways the sick girl who needs a, a kidney you know she's in there laying on the couch what, with, with the guitar air, with the, supposed to be a spoof of all the disaster movies it was mainly around airplanes airport 75 i mean it was supposed to be like also 77 a, kind of a, a spoof of like disaster movies and stuff not all disaster movies i mean okay. they didn't take earthquake well, yeah. they didn't take poseidon adventure they didn't it was it was mainly these right. two 75 and mm-hmm. 77 because I just watched the original airport and went, yeah, no, they didn't really take anything out of this one. Uh, <laughs> so next, you you know what's coming next, Airport 77. Uh, yeah. I did also stumble across one. Donna and I came across one called Documentary Now, which is also on Netflix. Uh, yes, this is a I've bunch of, some of that. Short, little, short little things that are rather funny and comical. Uh, the one yeah. that I saw, somehow we jumped into like season three of episode six, uh, where they're bringing back I'm, the pro I'm bowling sorry, I was, league. I'm, I was stealing your password um, account. Yeah. Okay. Now, I think Donna had watched <laughs> part of it before, but we, right. Michael C. Hall, the guy who plays Dexter is one of the characters mm-hmm. in here. And he's really this calm and demeanor. Bowl. They're bringing back the pro bowling league. Uh, the idea was, you know, it was, it was kind of dull in, in the nineties and faded out in the early nineties. And they're, this is 10 years later, like 2003, they're bringing it right. back and they've got their bad boy. They've got the champion. They've got their lovable loser. It, it was pretty funny. And, and the fun thing is these are standalone episodes that only last about 20, 25 minutes. They're easy to consume yeah. and there's not a huge commitment, but if you want a good laugh, look for a documentary now on Netflix. And my final is a book that we reviewed a while back. Oh um, yes. The topic is Trek. This is one of the paperbacks that Craig brought to uh, Dragon Con last year. Mm-hmm. You read it. We did yes. our report and then gave it to me on the cruise. So I have read it and now I'll give it to Clinton, this Dragon Con. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Crisis on Centaurus by Brad Ferguson. Hold up the cover for that. Oh, I'm a little out of focus, but that's all right. Hold uh, it near your face. It's there a story go. of obviously Kirk and Spock. McCoy is in there a bit. But his daughter, Joanna, is more of the focus of the story. Um, I'm not going to ruin it for you. It's It's got some good bits in it. Like they were talking about 
global warming and how we're not mm-hmm. going to repeat the same mistake on Earth that we did. And this is written in of 1986. Course of course we won't uh, do that. <laughs> but the, it takes place on Alpha Centauri and you know, that star system. They call it Centaurus. The, um, I don't know. They never really did explain in the beginning why the Enterprise suddenly went bonkers. Like all the computers broke down. They, they were having environmental problems. They were having gravity problems. Oh. They were having communications problems. The whole thing just kind of went on the fritz and all the backup systems at the same time. It's like, what's the warranty on this ship? Can we return it, it and get our money? It back? just <laughs> died. And not only do there you have were... Scotty, but you have a second uh, Scotsman, McPherson, and, and they were, you know, very closely hand in glove. It, it had some interesting new characters in there as well. Oh, and I love the part when they're, uh, uh, so anyway, the, the Enterprise is having these problems and they're called to this mission because there was a huge explosion on yeah. on the planet that they have to go to. But they're like limping along and Scotty's doing the warp drive intermix by hand. and He's, he's getting out and pushing. Pretty much. <laughs> a board balance. Um, yeah. The, 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 the uh, Kirk and Sulu take one shuttle down to go investigate and figure things out. And Spock and Chekhov take another one and they're trying to de- de- dismantle this planetary defense system that nearly shoots the Enterprise out of the sky. Uh, and they put Uhura in the big chair. So she's up there yes. and doing a mighty fine job with some of these mm-hmm. other no-name characters. Another missile comes up and tries to get the Enterprise and they shoot it out of the sky. Great. They get to the end of the story and Kirk is writing in his log all these commendations he's going to give to Spock and Chekhov and Sulu and <laughs> doesn't mention Uhura. Yeah. She had command yeah. of the ship. She saved the ship and you don't give her anything. Oh, yeah. that was a grave oversight by the author. But yeah, I think it was. your favorite part, which I may not have picked up on as quickly is uh-huh. there's a lot of product placement in this book, especially yes. in the beginning. Oh, yeah. They're talking about uh, Hilton Hotels at, at one point, <laughs> which is nice to know that Hilton survives in another star system. Yeah. Uh, they talked about, what was it? Master Char- MasterCard, credit cards. American Express. American Express. Uh, there was an ATM machine. An alien punched the ATM machine and got his <laughs> the money. Tellerite, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it was an angry Tellerite just... It, yeah. it wouldn't give him his card back, so he basically ripped it to shreds and got his card back. <laughs> it was, I'll go in and get it. <laughs> it was it was a pretty sad story. Uh, I mean, the the general flow of the story was wait, wait, kind of was I wrong? Um, didn't Kirk buy? He had a ranch there. He had a whole bunch of land. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. He, he he's been, a, when he was like a junior grade lieutenant or something. He stopped there with. Uh, it was a nice backstory about McCoy and Kirk because apparently he was uh, on the, on a ship in a fight and something bashed his knee to bits and he still made it through the mission and they'd passed out as soon as they were safe. So McCoy nursed him back to health and fixed up his knee and they became friends. That's how they met. That's how they became friends. And he said, hey, why don't you join me uh, when I go to shore leave on Alpha Centauri? So they go there and they're flying along. He goes, hey, what's this You know, wooded place in the middle of nowhere and he fell in love with it bought some land and as he was going up through the ranks got more and more land he built a cabin out there he owned this whole valley named the farragut river and the uh garrison what what was it the the something valley named after his former captain on the farragut yeah Uh, so i mean it had a lot of interesting history they did do a couple of touch points back to some tos episodes some i think they made up i'm like i don't remember any of this (laughs) happening but uh, if, if you base it in off the, the star in dates, the fourth season, you, that's probably where <laughs> the hidden script. So yeah. the, 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 the flow is kind of slow through the middle part of the book. Like let's cut to Spock and Sulu or Spock and Chekhov who are trying to, you know, de, de, decommission the, the defense system. And then it's over to Kirk and Sulu who are trying to find the bad guys and talk to the politicians. And it just goes back and forth. I'm like, Oh my yeah. gosh move it along and then you finally it finally picks up about three quarters or or 80 percent of the way through the book it's like oh good the ending is coming <laughs> that's right let's wrap this up shall we <laughs> so yeah i think yeah. you paid a whole dollar 50 or something for this um yeah there's a buck 95 in town yeah, there's a used bookstore in, in town i went and bought uh 
three of them. And it was them. it was a good couple of weeks, you know, just something to pick up on the nightstand in the evening and go, ah, I'm ready to fall asleep. 30 minutes later, yeah. I'm asleep with the book. <laughs> I, I actually like, I haven't read, other than that one, uh, I haven't really read. I got one, I got yours over here I need to read. But a lot of those stories I used to like to read because they were, well, for a while there wasn't really much Star Trek going on. And, right. you know, for a little bit. And then, so we had novels and yep. uh, comics. There's some comics. Uh, I've got some sitting right there, as a matter of fact. Um, so I liked, I like reading this stuff uh, to get a little extra story about these characters that we, we like. So, yeah, I think it's fun to read those stories. Fun and cheap now, if you can find them. Mm-hmm. So. I actually read, uh, I think they were mostly ghost written. Um, Clinton can probably correct us if I'm wrong, but the ones from William Shatner, uh, and it was about Kirk coming back to life and this whole story about, uh, and it tied him into the Borg and all kinds of stuff. It was, it was a all lot. To, right. Interesting. It was a lot to listen to, but, uh, I'm trying to remember all those details about it now, but I remember I enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, it was ghost written, but, um, yeah, they, re- the, they resurrected Kirk using Borg technology and they wanted Kirk, I'm trying to remember what they wanted him. Was it the Romulans that wanted him? Well, they have his bones anyway. in the museum. We found that out on Picard. Yeah, right. So. All right. One final anyway. thing for the media corner. We'll play our media corner yeah. thing just so we have a chance. It's been yeah. a while. Be official. Be official. Welcome to Blockhead Video. Hey, where can I find some good information about music and TV and videos and things? Over here in the media corner. So we have one video that's actually a, uh, not so much a video, but it's the audio of an old Fresh Air interview with Terry Gross from 1996. He's talking to Steve Jobs. This is yep. when he was at Next. And it's funny because she keeps asking about Apple and he says, I really don't want to talk much about Apple. And she keeps asking yeah. about Apple. <laughs> he, so, wasn't a th- he wasn't thrilled with Apple at the time. He, he gave a little insight of where he thought the internet was going. He spent some time, yeah. nice background on, you know, for what the internet is and what web pages are and how they're authored. Uh, you know, well, was, that's what, that I actually listened to, uh, I didn't listen to the whole, ta- whole thing, but as I got into it, I thought it was really cool backstory, like you mentioned. Yeah. Where they were wanting to take the internet. They had static pages. He started describing that. They don't do much. And then now we're getting to the point where we can have code on the back end and it's more dynamic. I was like, well, he's, you know. Well, that's that's what CEOs are paid to do. They're paid to look at what is the future? Where are we going to be in five mm-hmm. to 10 years? So yeah. he, he did a pretty darn good job of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I thought it was a fun lesson. A lot of you probably already know. But um, anyway, I thought it'd be worth throwing in there uh, it nonetheless. It was like 25, 30 minutes. It, was, it wasn't real long. Thirty, Yeah, it was like 31 minutes. Okay. And I did it at 1.5. So still legible, but easy to understand. All righty. That takes us to the end. We've got one more thing, and that is our question of the week. What sounds like complete horse hockey, <laughs> as Sherman T. Potter would say, Uh but it's actually true. What sounds totally unbelievable, but it's true. That you can get rich in podcasting. That you can lose weight overnight. <laughs> yeah. That you can extend your car's warranty. Oh. I don't know. Someone keeps leaving me voicemail about some male enhancement drug. I wish they'd stop. <laughs> they keep changing their name. I don't know how I got uh, on the that internet, call list. The internet's, the internet's listening to you at home. Yeah, apparently I must have mentioned something <laughs> to Alexa that's coming back to haunt me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate it when oh, that boy. happens. Yeah. All right, that takes us to the end. We appreciate your time, and that music means it's time to get on out of here before Alexa tells us something new that we don't want to hear. Call us on the listener line. Where's that info, Craig, for the people watching at home? Pulling it up right now. For the hearing impaired, you can call us on the listener line, 707-530-2428. That's 707-530-CHAT. Mike Robbins says that the government cares about you. I'm glad. <laughs> Why don't they pay for all my medications? Well, I, was, I think it was the what's actually, what it sounds like BS, but. Oh, that, that's, that's, what, that's his answer to what sounds like 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how about the whole election process? Oh, no, no. Let's just move along. Technorama no. at chuckchat.com is how you can get a hold of us. We want to hear your voicemail, email, or call us. Till next time. Take care. Share with a friend. Give me a binary high five. All right. One zero one. <laughs>